start singing along. And when he said, I found, I think I found Cher, because we all yeah. heard it with him. It's like we we heard him find Cher. And he's like, yeah. I think I found Cher. And we, I was excited with him. Like, oh, yeah, I think you did, too. Yeah. And he crushed it. And I know Pal wants a spotlight, but stay on mute, because don't do that. Mike Ryan. Oh, wait, hold on. Morgan, limited fake Mike Ryan doing limited fake Cher. Go. <laughs> You keep pushing me inside and I can't break through. There's no talking to you. <laughs> Eric Stern. I want everybody to go except for Pal because Pal wants so bad to have this moment. Eric, your turn. And I will always love you. That's not Cher. Um that's absolutely. Uh, why don't you do Wind Beneath My Wings next and let's just keep ruining this. Yeah, where is everybody, Pam? I don't know. It might just be us talking weather. Oh, hell yeah. Going at it as hard as we can. It's the best way we know how. We could talk about all kinds of weather. Seasons, storms, man. So much to talk about yet. I used to really enjoy a good rainy day. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're not you know too common around here in Southern California. But at some point, I was just like over it. I was yeah. like, you know what? Save the rain. Like, I know we're going through constant droughts, but people don't know how to drive in California. And when it's raining, it's just like, it's like another natural disaster. Yeah. Honestly, because the this, the roads are all, you know, slippery because of all the oil and people just think they can go at normal speeds and it's just ca- complete chaos. Virginia, That's Virginia when it snows or gets icy. Um People are like, oh, my God, it's icy. I better drive faster so I can get home fast and get out of it. I'm like, hello. Like, the highway has a coating of ice on it, and you're going 70? Like, this is a terrible idea. Nope, got to hurry up and get home. sooner I get home, the sooner I'm off the ice. Dummies. Hi, Jeanette. Hello. Happy Friday. We've made it to Friday. We made it to Friday. It's a Friday and we're talking about seasons right now and we're talking specifically about rain and I was saying how like I used to enjoy a good rainy day here in Southern California but now lately it's more of a chore because it's like a death trap whenever you try to leave the house and nobody knows how to drive. And there's also um, the fact that all of whenever it rains here all of the sewage goes into the ocean it's always like don't go don't go to the beach like even oh. though we have really good surf conditions it's like you might get some flesh eating wow i had no idea that sewage ran into directly into the ocean when you get those crazy rains yeah all of our storm drains like that's it's like it has the thing and it's like drains to the ocean so it's like don't don't dump your motor oil cuz it you know you're killing willy Oh, or you don't dump your paint and people think they can do that too yeah i know there should be like these commercials where it's like don't throw in diapers or like all kinds of stuff and it's just like who's throwing diapers into right drains? why do like, we have to tell people that because somebody's done it that's why we have to tell people that or, or like other things where you're like that can't get through a storm drain unless you're like lifting the manhole cover it's like don't car batteries don't go in storm drains like what like <laughs> just just weird things i'm like well maybe they these are the things that they found and that's why maybe so us. and we don't really know how they got in there but somebody dumped them in there i'm willing to bet dumpling do not climb on my screen sometimes anybody want a free cat <laughs> the cat's name like, dumpling that's a great name for a cat yeah we call her dumpy though and she's from hell but um I got the porch re-screened last September because it had the original screening on it. So it was like over 50 years old and it was starting to um, dry rot and deteriorate. Mm-hmm. I did not know how expensive re-screening a porch is. Um, and maybe I got hosed, but it's really expensive. 
And now the cat climbs the screen and I have to yell at her because I'm never paying for that again. Like if you rip through that screen, we're just going to look like hillbillies and I'm going to throw some duct tape on it. <laughs> so do not rip through that screen. Like that's my retirement fund is now a screen porch. Don't. You're going to have to like get the girls together and be like, Got to get some sewing needle and thread and start sewing it together. <laughs> Y'all better get on TikTok and get on that screen porch uh, repair video because we're going to do this mess ourselves. And then Dumpling's just going to come back to tear it down again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's from hell. Screen porch to Dumpling. <laughs> it, it is Revenge of Dumpling. Yeah, I mean, it. it is Friday the 13th, so. Yeah. Who knows what shenanigans, uh, your bad, bad, bad luck stuff might, might hopefully, uh, something bad happened to somebody you don't particularly like. I hope so. Yeah. That's a long list. So they, f- um, they found a hair in their cereal. I don't know. Up their toe. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yes. Same toe. Are you guys into scary movies at all? Yes. I- I can't do the super scary, like I can do baby scary, but super scary does me in. I just watched a lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. It's just, it's just the two of them. And it's like all in black and white. It was really creepy, really eerie. It's one of those a 24 movies like midsummer or, uh, what's that other one? Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, but these particular directors did Lighthouse, and they also did this movie called The Witch. Yes. And that was really spooky and scary. And, like, I don't know. Like, I took some colonial history classes. So, like, for me, like, any kind of spooky witch thing, you know, in New England area, like, I'm all about, like, yes, give me that content. So it was pretty good. But I really recommend, you know, watching that, even though you might be completely disturbed. I, hmm, I can do... I guess I should rephrase. I can do scary, like psychological scary. I can't do gory. Like gore for the sake of gore. I just can't. Like it does nothing for me to watch. Like chop them up. Put them in a meat grinder. Like, ugh, I just, I can't. It's really hard for me to watch too, but like I'm my... I don't I don't know if this is like a thing with like Latino dads or just like my dad in general just but my dad would do this thing where like maybe it was just to make himself feel better during movies but like when you're watching a scary movie and then like on the couch you know and then like you're kind of freaking out and you kind of look to your parents for comfort and I would like look left to my dad and his eyes would be wide open just staring me in the face because he'd been <laughs> waiting for me to turn and then the next thing I know I'm behind the couch like instantly behind the couch because it's like now I'm terrified like the movies possess my dad great what am i gonna Um, do now yeah it's um like if you go back and you watch like the original halloween well not halloween but like the original friday the 13th that's all suspense and a lot of the 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 murdering is off screen and it's just like the discovery of the bodies but then in all the remakes it's everything is in front of you and you're just like seeing people get hacked you know, so anything where it's more, um, it's harder to do when it's just a storyline. And also when you can't tell, like that's what her- hereditary the, that, you know, you didn't know you thought it was like psychological thriller or whatever. And then it's like figuring out like the coven and stuff like that. And it, it was just like, even still, there's people that's, I've watched that movie like three times. I still don't know what it is. Like, I don't can't put it in like one category. That's kind of how I felt about Lighthouse too. I mean, I saw Hereditary, and I felt I felt the same way about that. Like, what's real and what's not? Like, and there's like never the explanation, and then the ending definitely doesn't give you any resolution, and you're just left with thought. Like, it's, I think at the end of the day, a lot of those movies are just symbolism and metaphors through a horror lens. But yeah, that that's kind of what it is now. You know, at the end, they should just literally have the the words makes you think, huh? I scared myself while you guys were talking and I saw my own head like move right there on the brick and I went like that. It was 
See, I get in my own head just talking about psychological stuff. And I was like, somebody's here. It's your own big head, dummy. But in your, like, because you live in, you know, one of the original settlements of the country, Pam, in Virginia. So there must be a more rich history of, like, unknown phenomena or, you know, things that are attributed to the supernatural, you know, than than over here. Because, you know, we don't, we don't get, I don't know, like, it just seems that way. And plus, you've been to Salem. Yeah. So that... And we did that for that purpose. Like we wanted the history of it, but we also wanted like the cool supernatural. Um, Some people think that it's hooey, but like, I believe my kids believe we think that our house is haunted, like absolutely without a doubt and not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Like um, just unexplainable things have happened the entire time we've lived here we're only the second owners the first family like bought the land built the house themselves raised their kids in it got old died like you know the entire cycle of their lives and um but there's also like i'm trying to count like mentally i think it's it's like three houses down from me they have like a big um like a stone monument kind of thing like right in their front yard on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. um controversial i know but it's a fact um it says that like this area of our neighborhood our town whatever you want to call it um that they know for a fact that robert e lee inspected his troops here before they marched into the battle of wilderness which is like 15 miles up the road Um, and so it would stand to reason that like, if that was happening, just three lots down from me, other, you know, I don't know. It's interesting to me. And I, I believe in that woo woo hooey stuff. So my mom says that my grandma's house in Mexico was allegedly like built over, uh, what used to be a cemetery, like that, that whole part. And I was like, hmm. So she's like, yeah, there's there's restless spirits that were not happy about that. And that every now and then they will emerge and like run up and down the house. And it's um, it's tile. So they that allegedly you'll hear like various footsteps going down the hall mm-hmm. or um, like messing with things in the kitchen, like moving pots and pans around and that one time that she went she saw she thought it was my grandma going to the bathroom because she just saw like a the bag was like an older lady with long hair and she was just waiting for she thought it was my grandma going to the bathroom it's the only bathroom and she was like okay well i gotta go too and she waited and waited she's like well why isn't she coming out and then she went and nobody was in the bathroom and then my mom was like, yeah, I didn't have to go to the bathroom anymore. She went back to sleep. And when she asked my grandma about it, my grandma, you know, she was like older and stuff, like in her 70s. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. She's like, you know, she's just cool. She just hangs around. You know, she comes and she like talks to me. She's like, it's no big deal. She's like, you don't have to be worried about her. She's like, it's the little kids that are like really annoying. They're the ones that don't mess with you. And my mom was like, what do you mean little kids? She's like, yeah, there's like little kids that. She, my grandma would see the spirits and she's like, the little kids are the ones that are really bratty. She's like, they'll knock over things. I've seen them. She's like, don't, they're the ones that make the messes in the house. She left out like some candy, like treats. And they, they all left. And when they came back, all the candy was gone. There was just like wrappers everywhere. She's like, that was the little kids. That was them eating. And nobody knew like what did that. They, they didn't have any pets in the house you know no everything was locked up from the inside so they were like oh shoot that's like the actual spirits so 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 she would just do that she's like yeah i just like every now and then she's like you have to do something just to like make them feel like they're welcome even though they're not she's like so they don't tear up the house she's like otherwise they would knock over everything that was like what my grandma would tell them and then when she passed away all the spirits left so that was like the weird thing nothing like happened after like when she died like nothing weird out of the ordinary happened ever again 
or at least my cousins haven't reported anything that you know they still live there they haven't told us that anything like that they um, had like a relationship happen. with her and so they didn't feel the need to stay maybe after mm-hmm. she's gone she was their new home yeah our the she next door neighbor haunted. directly down the hill swears his house is also haunted it's he and his mom um <laughs> And he said that every day when they come home, they both work, the guest bedroom door is closed and locked. And they have to, like, you know, use the little hairpin or whatever and jimmy the door open. There's never anybody in there. No one's ever broken in. Whatever. Open the door. Leave it. Whatever. Get up the next morning. Go to work. Come home. The door is closed and locked. Wow. I don't know. There are things that we cannot explain. Like the day I was in my garage organizing and my kids were gone and I was literally the only person here. And I distinctly heard a child's voice say, mom. And I thought maybe the kids had come home or, you know, whatever. And I came back in the house and I looked, came up from the basement, looked, there was nobody here. I know what I heard. I know that I heard someone say, Mom. Since it, since I guess we're doing a Friday the 13th, like, spooky pod, I guess. So one of the things when we would go to Mexico is, you know, there are spirits everywhere. There's baby snatching spirits all over Mexico. They do not tell you this in the tourism, you know, commercials. But if you're, like, by a river or a lake, it's La Llorona and all kinds of things, right? They will come and they will snatch your kid especially if they are not baptized. So if you are if you have a sleeping child in the car and you're by a river or a lake, you have to start praying so that the spirits don't come into your car and steal your child's soul. Ooh. This is true. She's not mm-hmm. kidding at all. My, my dad has explained this to me as well. Yeah. And then there's also when you drive by a cemetery, it doesn't matter, day, night, whatever, you have to cross yourself so that you don't anger the spirits and you're showing respect. Otherwise, an unsurly spirit could follow you because of the disrespect and turn your life upside down. That's, hmm. a, that's, that's a great point. I've always wondered this, like in, mo- in in most movies too. Where's the compromise? Why not try to get along? Like your grandma, she had everything, you know, settled. She knew which ones were, were the problematic ones, which ones could, you know, be easily upset. She knew which ones were just looking for a friend. I've been watching like all those Covenant movies and how they're like battling it out with all these like spirits and like demons and like, oh no, this old man spirit, it's actually pretty nice, but he's like, it's like latched onto by like this evil demon or something. And it's just like, you know, just try some reasoning, you know, um, trauma kind of brings out the worst in a lot of people sometimes. And you don't know everybody's story. So you don't know every spirit's story. Instead mm-hmm. of trying to vanquish it, why don't you talk to it a little bit? Well, and a lot of times, that. you know, supposedly they stay because they have unfinished business. Like they're looking for a way to finish whatever their business was so that they can move on. Um, I know in the Jewish culture, which is comes from my mom's family. um, When someone in your family dies, you have to cover all the mirrors in your house for seven days. So, or we do for seven days. I have read other things that say it's supposed to be 14 days, but we've always done for seven days so that their spirit can't like come out through the mirror. Well, when we first moved into the house, um, Vivian would have been, let's see, she's 15 now. So she would have been maybe six when we moved into this house. And uh, she used to say all the time, because she's a night owl, she sleeps during the day, she stays up all night. She would say often that she could see the the couple. And it was, we think, the people who originally lived in this house. She said she would see them at night, like walking through the house holding hands. And I'm like, really? And she would say, oh, but they're so nice, mom. They're just checking. They love our house so much. They're just checking on it. Uh, did did they give any feedback on the new screened in porch? Does she still see them? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask her. I bet they would love it because I think when I bought the house, the gentleman had only been gone a couple of months. She had died years earlier, but he had only died a couple of months before. He died on Claire's birthday, which she thinks is creepy, but 
And you could tell that this was like his space. They had a TV out here. They had a stereo. They had this indoor outdoor carpet, which I have since taken up. This was his like man space. So I think he would approve that we have done things to keep it and that we still use it like basically every day. I, it's like he, you know, from what I've found from these covenant movies, again, they, you know, the the house isn't restricting them. It's not a prison for them. They go where you um, go. They're going to go with you. They're attached to you. Hi, Morgan from Australia. Hi, Lou. Hello. Lou Boo. Lou Boo. Should I do my, should I do a spooky intro? We need a spooky intro. And we're back with Laughter the Club. I'm your villain host, Pow Witch Project with Halloween Basic, Lubu, Morgan from Pennsylvania, and Pigleg the Scary Pirate. <laughs> And we're back. What the actual fuck is going on here? We're having a spooky sode. A spode. We realized oh. it was Friday the 13th and we just went with it. Oh, well, it's not Saturday the 14th. Yeah. So you survived Friday the 13th, it appears. Yesterday was an awesome day. I had the best day ever yesterday. Tell us about it. Sorry. Go on. I got reunited with my, like, work bestie from my ex-workplace. And a couple of days ago, I turned up to my work. I walk in and because we, we all have to wear masks, so I've got a mask on. And I'm just, like, in another world as usual. And then I looked at this guy and I, like, made eye contact. And I was like, Dolly? He calls me Dolly. I call him Dolly. He's super gay. Um, too gay to function. And he goes, I go, Dolly? And then I burst into tears. And he's like... We're all victims here because he's a fucking idiot and that's what he says to me all the time. And we have just had the most fun week at work. Yesterday we ran out an hour early, sprinted through the car park to our cars and went home before (laughs) anyone could see us. It was just hilarious. We walked for two miles to a building that was closed for no reason because we didn't know it was closed, so we wasted an hour doing that. It was just fun. Vacation's all I ever I love that reference too. I got I got that Mean Girls reference. I know Jeanette did too because I saw the smile. Yeah, he is literally too gay to function. Is his name Damien? He, no, his name's Dan. Daniel oh, Seth. Close. But I don't call him that. I call him Dolly because don't know why. Just always have Dolly features, and like he's a mess of a human being. He's just completely incompetent. Can't do anything. He's tired all the time has no responsibilities he's me but 10 times worse and i love him he's so funny let's get him on the pod oh he'd love that he'd love to be getting some attention that would be great. <laughs> so fun. I, I think today's his third day there and he's called in sick <laughs> <laughs> i love him already yeah he's an absolute fucking idiot i, don't think, I don't, honestly i don't think i've ever called in sick to work ever oh my god when i used, Bruce when, won't let you. When I used Bruce to work at kohl's i called in sick so many times that they literally had to have a meeting with me about it they were like hey you've like met your limit and then we've given you some but like you know we understand you've been sick because i used to do this thing where i would like call in from the bathroom so they could hear the echo on the other end like i would just like i wouldn't tell them anything specifically but just from i wanted them to, just by sounds to know i was going through something so, like, it usually worked, and they would give me some leeway. But at one point, they had to tell me, like, enough's enough. But, you know, sometimes you're 18 and you want to hang out with your friends. Did, were you doing a thing where you're, like, downloading hospital sounds? It sounded like you're in the ER. So there's, like, the pressure machine going up, like, beep, beep, beep. Or like, like, flat, you're talking, and then it flatlines, like, gotta go. I would do a couple laps around the room, like just kind of, you know, power walk through the house, maybe a little bit, just kind of run up and down just to kind of like get winded. And then it would, it would always start off like with just 
Like like something like this. Again, I need to get centered. We talk about your chi. Hey, hey uh, yeah, is a is a is Christine in? Is Christine in today? Um, yeah. Can you? Sorry. Uh, can you can you get her? Um, you know it's Chris. Can you get her on the line? But mind you, I'm in the bathroom, so like you're hearing the echo kind of a little bit of this too. So it sounds it just sounds more dramatic. But that's kind of that's kind of the the gist of how I would always start it off. You always got to start off strong. You got to sell it there. And then by the end, you're kind of like, you sound like you're, you're feeling better already. Like, oh, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I I, I will get better. I'll, I'll get some rest. I'll see you tomorrow. I bet Flem is the manager who has zero patience for people calling out sick. And he's frozen. He's frozen. <laughs> he's frozen with like his face looking up. Real weird. <laughs> no, he's just processing everything I just said, and he's just trying not to like lose his shit. He's in prayer. No, no, th- this is him. He's like, you motherfucker. Like, I would fire you yeah. so fast. Yeah, I do not play people that call into work. If you call in the second you call in, I don't care what's wrong. I'm already judging you. You're lazy in my book. And it doesn't matter for whatever reason. And now that I'm a parent with two kids, I still think the same. I, there's no such thing as bad luck. Either your kid is the fucking kid that needs to be in a bubble or you're a piece of shit, lazy parent. No kid gets that sick. No parents that sick. You're just fucking lazy. Get your ass to work. And when it happens on a Monday or a Friday, fuck all the way off. So, yeah, you're right. I, people that call in to me, like you're likely you will be fired within 60 days if you call in more than twice. What's the best day to call in sick? Is it Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? It's a Wednesday or a Thursday. The Tuesday is still a little too fresh. No, the actually the correct answer is the best day to call in sick is the day after you go in. Like like I used to go into a shift the night if I wanted the next day off, I would go in the yeah. night before, acting yes, like it, oh I just had sushi for the first time. You know I don't, I don't typically eat fish, but you know no, you I, it was pretty it, good. You, and then progressively throughout the, the shift, you get worse. You need to build the foundation of sickness. And that starts with the like blaming somebody else for being sick nearby, mentioning that somebody else is sick. Oh no! Mention no. That geez, she shouldn't have come in today. She's sick. What a fucking bitch. Ten minutes later, half an hour later, just be like, <clears throat> just like start walking around. <clears throat> you and no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I just get a water. Yeah, I'm alright. And then by the end of your shift, you are coughing up a lung. Okay. And then, so and you, you, you go chain smoke three cigarettes if you have to. You need to, I was you, like, you no, 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 hold on. No. What's funny is that Morgan is that employee that thinks she's fucking slick when she texts her friend like, did it? As if we are not texting each other. As soon as you say that, I'll get a text from one of my supervisor managers like, this motherfucking bitch just started her her, her routine. Like, we already know. Like, this bitch really thinks I'm stupid. And you not being I a bitch here on this I conversation. I don't think it's believable, but, but I'm playing the game. Oh, I don't give you a can shit. play the game. We don't give a fuck about that foundation. As soon as you lay that first brick, it's like a brick of fucking laziness. Like, I am here for my entertainment, not for your work. I do not. Oh, it's our entertainment also. We know our rights. Uh Yeah. Well, we live in Texas. (laughs) Trust me. We will fire you for no reason and not think twice about it. I've already used all my sick days. I've got none left at this job. It only started in March. Oh, sick Jesus but Christ. But that's not really my fault. Like, I got injured at netball twice. and Okay, that sounds thing. like your fault. Mm. And uh, I can't shout. I had nerve day. damage that's in my arm and I couldn't use it. Uh, I do not take vacation. But go ahead, Lou. The correct answer of when to call out six is never. Boring. Uh, that, I mean, that that joke was like, yeah, I know what you, I knew you wanted to get it in, but you had to get it in like early, early to get that joke. We knew in. you wanted to get it in, Lou, but you're not going to get it. It's in. my fault. It, I, yeah, I, still to, let you I, I used to call in sick when I worked at Kohl's because to me, it was just like, you know, stick it to the corporation, to the establishment. But after I got, you know, held up at gunpoint there, like they were totally cool with it after. That was one Sorry, of the but that parts. juice ain't worth hey, the squeeze, bro. Hold on. Let's do this. Pal being held up at gunpoint, <laughs> he's telling the robber how right he's like, bro, you know what? You so deserve this money. Bro, go ahead, King. You deserve all this money. Pal you is telling what? the robber how right he I is. I blacked right? out for like a You are committed to this. You deserve this. You are committed. Who yeah. Your whole life is about this one robbery, bro. Don't let me hold you back. This you is only get goal. one shot. Make the most of your opportunity. He died because There's of There's a Walmart this. down the road. He died? Yeah, you guys want the whole story? Yes. Yes. Okay, let me center myself one more time. Did you say this when you got robbed? Hold on, let me center myself. Yeah, that's what he said to him. He, Just, said, he, said, yeah. oh, he killed him. And the robber killed himself talking to Pal, and that's how he died. <laughs> the story yeah, over. That's right. Rather than fucking face any kind of retribution or even have to go through with listening to Pal, he just offed himself. That was it. 
I asked him if he watched the challenge. And, you know, took off. You asked him who would win a whole brawl out of him and the security guard. And then he made him do it, and that's how he died. <laughs> and he died died in aisle six. Hold on, now I have a question. Does Australia have a Coles? Because aisle six doesn't sound like a Coles thing. Well, in Australia, Coles is a, like a grocery store, but it's spelled differently. Ooh. Coles started off as a grocery store here. We, you have yeah, to learn it, that it's in orientation. Does it start with a K? No, it has the C. And in Australia, Target oh. doesn't sell groceries. Oh, some Targets here don't. But yeah, I realized Cole and Cole. Yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about the same company, I don't think. No, they're not the same company. And do you have Kmart? Kmart's the best. Oh, Kmart went out. Yeah, they, they went out. No. No. The one yeah. local yeah. Kmart's out. You saw all the brown people start like, yeah, Kmart. We just oh, lost our Kmart. Like, I literally yeah, in, drove in Australia, Kmart, Kmart is the goat, the goat store. Yeah, That's the, Remember when I, I, middle of the night, took you on a zoom through this shop i was at that's kmart it's the best lou uh, sorry pal how did you die so i was working like three closing shifts on a weekend all eight hours you know i was the superstar wonderkind there in the store <laughs> kind of the part partly the reason why they would get so upset i called out so much because they loved me so much and you know i was preparing myself to close and here comes this gentleman he's got a bunch of stuff and i'm thinking you know what i'm gonna sell this guy a coles card today He's going to sign up. He's going to save himself 30% off. And we had a Coles cash deal going on as well. And I was really, you know, I was in the groove. He was he was thinking about it. Now, normally when you get them thinking about it and they're on the ropes, you have a pretty good chance of uh, selling, selling them here. So I'm looking at stuff. He has these shirts around his arm. I go to grab him and he was real, he was a little defensive about them. And I was like, he was like, I'm still thinking about these. And I was like, okay. So I, I bagged everything up. It was about like eight pairs of jeans, some Adidas, some other t-shirts. And then he goes, you know, what do you think about these shirts? The ones that I tried to grab earlier. And he was this close to getting Cole's credit. Like he was like, sure, man, why not? And I had the application out. But as I'm pulling the application out, he asked me about the shirts. And I look at the shirts and there's a gun just straight pointing at my face. And I was like, oh. And then he was just like, I don't want to hurt you. Just give me the big bills. You know, no 20s, anything like that. Just the big bills, which was only like $300. Put it in the bag. Don't make a fuss. I don't want to have to shoot you. Let me leave. That's it. It took me like like literally a minute and a half to figure out how to open the register because I completely forgot. And then I gave him the money. He walked out the store. And then like I looked at the girl in front of me and like I completely forgot how to do everything. So I was just like, I need you to call somebody because I just got held up. And she thought I was completely messing with her, trolling her like I do. And the customer had to tell her like, honey, his face is blank white. You need to call somebody like right now because she could hear what I was saying. And then they got security out there. Side note, the security cameras at Kohl's, by the way, are incredible and amazing in the way they could just like zoom and pick things up like an eagle, like miles and miles away. Just insane. They got the guy's license. Did this robber fall asleep? They got the license plate of the security cameras get compliments. Fuck off, pal. Because they got the security plate, or they, they got course. the license plate of the car that the guy was taking the getaway vehicle. They found and honestly, Cole handled it so perfectly. Shout out to Cole. I don't know. They kept blowing <laughs> up my phone for the rest of the week and making sure like I wasn't gonna sue or anything. And it's just like, just let me be. Um, anyways, they got the license plate number, right? They go to the house. The guy, the getaway driver's like, uh, the person who you know held up the Coles, he's gonna be at this Ralph's. And then I get a call 7 a.m. the next morning from my mom saying, turn on the news. I turn on KTLA 5. What do I see? Gunman shot at Ralph's. They went to go question him and apprehend him at Ralph's. He pulled out the gun, opened fire, ran inside. And since it's a public place, the cop had to put him down like right away. Friends of mine, like their dads are like firefighters or cops locally. And like every once in a while, like I'll hear something like, like I guess like the Glendora Police Department has like a reel of like robberies for the year and I was in the reel. He saw me get held up. He said, you know, you kind of handled that really well. It looked like a busy day in the store. So here we go. Luke, you know, pals compliment. That's a, yeah. That, I was, you know, top five hold ups of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's how pal is like. I was one of the best victims ever. Yeah, you know, highlight. <laughs> why, why was this not part of your 10. challenge? Why was this not part of your challenge mixtape? This should have been. Oh, it will be. I've been offered every single job ever in a job interview that I've taken because I bring up this story because they go, how can you handle high pressure situations? Wait, except teacher? (laughs) Let me tell you. I haven't got my foot in the door yet. I haven't interviewed for, once I interview for a job and they ask me how I can handle a high pressure situation, I don't know how to handle anything like this with pressure. What job are you going for when that's a question? Yeah. In that part of the job interview, I'm like, I know how to work with different personalities. 
compromise all the talking points. It's never like I had a gun to my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in my yeah. face and I still not, sold him a Coles card. Not the Glendora police that <laughs> I was top five victims of all time. Hold on, that was a great joke, pal. It would be it would be hilarious if he actually got the pal at uh, the thirty percent Coles card. He got Coles cash, like like fifty dollars <laughs> worth of Coles cash, which is like if you know anything. You put it on his books. You have to spend fifty dollars alone just to get ten dollars of Cole's cash. Oh, he died. So he go to prison. Back. I put the Cole's cash in the bag. Hey, you know what? There's the funnier joke. Next yeah. time you tell it, make it seem like he came there and he robbed you for Cole's cash only. Honestly, <laughs> there's a lot of people that do. They just don't honestly use a gun. like. There's so much fucked up about everything you just said. I think it was beautifully told. Literally for like five years, a lot of my friends didn't even know this happened because I never really like wanted to talk about it until I think I had a friend who worked there and then found out and then he told everyone and then they were like, how could you not tell us you got held up at gunpoint? And I was like, oh, you know, you're in like the train, you're in the training video. You didn't know. Exactly. Now, now, every time I walk into that calls, I go, do you know who I am? Hey, pal, do do you know why that happened to you? Why I got held up? Yeah, that's because what happens when you call in sick when you're not. <laughs> Is Christine there? I, I, I believe they call that karma in real life. Well, I'm fucking glad karma doesn't work like that here. Jesus. Uh, no, karma doesn't make it that south. When I worked at the Coles in San Diego... There was a fugitive who uh, I transferred. I transferred. When, there was a fugitive you, you that ran like into the store, and my manager straight up lit the guy up. Like, like my manager had to have played free safety. Like, if not in real life, like in a former life, because like the, this fugitive was yeah, like running around the store trying to get away from these cops, and then next thing you know, boom, like a hall brawl just took him out. I've like had, a I've, I've had some pretty you know sick cold well, moments. We're never gonna get a call sponsorship after this. Is Blue Wire is Blue Wire sponsored by Coles at all? Like, no, I, I, I highly doubt Blue Wire is sponsored by Coles. But hold on, let's I, get back to your free safety manager. Vera Wang have a podcast with Blue Wire. No, no, to be Blue honest, Wire. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Coles sponsors anyone. No, they they don't. Well, their whole business model is pretending to give you a sale when it's not on sale. Everything's always on sale. It's truly how it works. Like GameCast or Sport, whatever the hell that places the game. Stop, stop? stop. Yeah, they tried to do the same thing in their final years before they got bought out. It's like where you pretend everything's on sale when it's not. But hold they, on, let's get back to your free manager. Hold on, your free safety manager. Pal, you are a pal. You are the guy that's trying out for the challenge. Who is this manager that was more equipped than you to go tackle oh, and is, run after? Or was this, this was back in days? the before times? Yeah, this was before in my heavier days. Okay, fatter uh, days rude? I'm sorry, heavier days is... Heavier days, yeah. You know, I, okay. I prefer I prefer you know words that don't you know hurt my feelings. Well, no, here's um, what I'm saying. I don't. I know you're in shape now, but like you've always been pal. You've always been the person that would go do it. Yeah. So I mean, why? You know, what, or, or, or were you like 20 steps behind your manager, ready for the tackle, and your manager got there first? There was at least like three more cash register stations in front of me. He was headed out the front door, and my manager was like, "Not today." Like he was not gonna let that happen. Nah, fuck was, my bonus. Yeah, just absolutely right. lit him. I was just up. curious. I'm not here to cuss. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> Do we want more stories, more retail? I don't no. know. It's up to Morgan. I muted and I stopped listening. I don't think any of us listened to it. I think we were all looking to say what we were going to say. You know what? Next. One Coles incident, good story. Two Coles incidents, you're a sucker. Why did you stay there? Hold on. Did he leave? Because, oh, okay. He did the chat exit, <laughs> I thought. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Pam or Listen, just Rao because or pal. There's, there's this misconception on big people that they should be monsters or whatever. Like, you know how many times I was told I should play offensive line in my day? Like, just because I weigh 300 plus pounds? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not acceptable. Okay? Heavy people? Actually- have you heard of the term gentle giants? Maybe I don't want to, you know, go bowling people over. That's how people get hurt. Okay, Flem? No, yeah, you should definitely consider playing wide receiver at 300 pounds. The joke should have ended it actually, yeah. Actually, yeah, should have been the end of that, and then we could have moved on. But I'm sorry that you didn't get put at first string wide receiver at 300 pounds, pal. Well, you know, I was a pretty I good heard. tight end. 
So, joining us on the podcast, we have Mike Ryan, vampire account. Did you say vampire or did you say vampire and I made it? What did you say? I said said vampire. Ready, drink some blood. What game are you at, Jeanette? The the retail game. What was next on your list of things to not throw it to power for? Uh, uh, I, okay. I just don't know what's going on. I joined and all of a sudden he became a vampire and and it, it just was weird from then. I love it. Morgan joined during the spooky intro because it's Friday the 13th. It's not. It's Saturday the 14th. It's oh, such a phlegm joke. Oh, wait, oh, was he doing a joke or did he just not realize you were a day ahead? No, he just doesn't care. He's my opinion. That's also, first off, that's rude. Don't I'm sorry for give being my Cal opinion. credit for phlegm jokes. Um, my <laughs> friend, that's rude. Hi. I just want to say <laughs> your name. I have anything else. I don't know. Hi is right. I'm yeah. I'm, it's hard to keep track your time. Eric, has there ever been a time you've called out sick? You, you have a go-to. Eric, way of no, out Eric sick. and I don't call out sick. Eric, Eric <laughs> and I are robots. We do not call out yeah. sick. Yeah. Today for a kid. Today I, I'm not me. lying to y'all. I one time in the last seven years I've missed a day of work, and it's when I had a panic attack overnight at a hotel and thought I was having a heart attack. And other than that, I've never missed a single day of work that was like unplanned. Unplanned. Same here. <laughs> no. Well, I worked at Kohl's in the last seven years. I, I used to call you don't. all the time at Kohl's, and then they put the fear of God in me when they're like, "You will get like fired from every job you ever have if you like ever do this there." Oh, whatever. I'll do it all the time. So um, you became the guy when, that shows up when people call into work. Yeah. Yeah. Why so I when I worked like nine to five, Monday to Friday, and I had like my own amount of work to do like constantly there's no point taking a day off because it makes you next day shit but like in operational roles where like i just have to worry about what's happening today well then fuck that yeah no i get it yeah i'm not actually against people taking their planned time off i'm against people calling into work without notice i've never denied somebody a request a day off in the in the future i hate when people call in and not like once i'm not i i over exaggerate that but if you call in two mondays ever in a row or in a month Fuck all the way off. I'll, you'll never recover from that reputation. I will hate you for the rest of your life. Go ahead, Lou. I just don't like being sick. Like, I that, that that's more, it's not about like not wanting to work. I just don't want to be sick. I don't like, I want to do stuff. Like, I don't, I don't want to sit in bed. I don't want to be sick. Yeah. So that's, it's not necessarily about not wanting to be at work. It's just like, I don't want to be sick. And no. I would rather be at work than not be at work. I convince myself every day that I'm like being fired for my job. If I, if like today we had a random call, the whole company out of nowhere was like in 30 minutes, have everybody under you uh, available for a call. And I was like, am I getting fired on the spot? Like, so my entire life is me thinking I'm getting fired. So like, if I call into work, I absolutely think like my bosses are ready to fire me. So there's no way I could do that. It's unhealthy. None of this is normal. Do not be like me. If you feel sick, don't go to work. And Start then just let dirt. people like me hate you. Start collecting dirt. Get some blackmail. Get some get some goods on your bosses. You know, you know. Start yeah. feeling safer and more content <laughs> about where you are. You know, just I, know that you have a safety net, and that is little information. The safety net is my job. That's my safety net. This podcast. We're also we're in the doing, we are also in the midst of a pandemic, so if you are sick, stay home. Thanks. Oh, uh, that's the weird thing. Yeah, I'm also I work from home twenty four seven, so like I, I I'm a little spoiled in that aspect where I roll out of bed and go to work. So yeah, whereas like I have to go and go to the airport at the moment. I can't if I've if you got a sniffle or a cough, you're sent home immediately. Yeah, I get that, but also I've only been working from home for like a year and a half. I've never, and it's seven years in. So you know what? Here's the deal. Fuck this. I'm like, if y'all have called in to work more than twice this year, you're fucking lazy. Anybody on this podcast, take it to heart. I take it wherever you are. I want. I don't give a shit. Thanks, listeners and listeners too. You're lazy. Yeah, that's why you're listening to us. Come join the lazy boat with me. Give a shit. Low. Collect Biden's money on unemployment and just chill on a lazy river. What well, that's God why nobody do? wants to work. All these goddamn leftists out here collecting unemployment don't want to work. God damn it. Take the most American important. spirit. If all the- these goddamn leftist politics to quit giving out these free handy outs <laughs> like the goddamn peanut butter snacks at a toss test. All right. If your kid's hungry, if your kid's hungry during a test, hand them out some goddamn water and send them to school with crackers. But you keep giving them free food, and you know what they do? They fail the test because they're stupid and they're lazy. Damn, that's right. Because look, because look, if 
if if you're if your significant other is getting eight hundred dollars a month and you're getting eight hundred dollars a month, that's eighty six thousand dollars a year. Why that's would you right. go to work? Between you? Yep, eight hundred dollars a week between you and your significant other. Motherfucker, I can't live on that alone. Southern. That's what? That's sixteen hundred dollars a week. That's what is Lord. four times sixteen? You know what the square root of six of sixteen hundred times fifty two is? Lazy. <laughs> the square root of that is. I'm sorry, but Ivy Park Rodeo is released next week, and motherfucker, we got shit to buy. We do need we more, have, like, we have, more like more like more like Eleven a.m. More like Hodeo. Do we have Lovix tonight, or is this like is this like we're going to uh, bash <laughs> people that call in the work, or you know? Yeah. Are, well, I've got a lock. The first or- I didn't know what was happening. I thought Morgan was passing the mic. Um, have you ever like quit something but you didn't really mean to? Like a habit? Or a relationship? I was gonna or, say or a job or I don't know. <laughs> like, like, hey, you I'm- know what? I was a little drunk last night. I did not mean to be that rude to you. <laughs> oh, podcast. Right. Out. Okay. Have you ever quit a Twitter chat? No. Can't relate. Um, <laughs> so I quit smoking five days ago, and I don't know why or how, but I did. So this great. is my new friend. He tastes like cola, um, and Ooh. he just tastes nice, and that's it. So I haven't had to smoke for six days. Six days now. Yay! Proud of and you. I think the. But I still carry them around just because, like, I have I, I don't need to force myself not to have one. I just don't want to have one. Amazing. I think the only thing I ever quit was my band. That's the only thing I can remember. Really, like I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. It was great. Do you regret it? No, I was I was tired of being around these people, and it was just like dragging me down. Like it just made me. This is a bummer. It was like I didn't want to go to band practice. I didn't want to go on the road. It's just like it's, it's just time. Like I remember, I like like I I rode away and like fist pumped in the car. I was like, yes. <laughs> Because I made a great, great decision. And it was. It was a great decision. Because here I am now. Uh, I quit smoking out of nowhere also after I got back from Afghanistan. And, like, just because it was, like, no longer cool. It was, like, that weird year where, like, smoking was no longer cool. And that's the whole reason I quit is just because people around my age didn't think it was cool. Which is probably the whole reason I started. People started Uh, making fun of you and then you started. And people started making fun of you so you stopped? uh, No. No. That's No. This isn't a me no, I just realized I can read a room, unlike you yeah, but, and you. And it's, it really does become a social thing as well. Like when you're out, when you're drinking, when you're in a group, I'll, I'll say, oh, let's go for a smoke, and then someone else will. And then, like, it's just you just sit out there all night. But my my best friend stopped smoking. And so I was like, well, she's the only person I like that I go out with. And if she's not smoking, then I can't be, like, the drainer. And, like, my mum's, like, dying, so because of smoking. So I probably should take that into account. And then I just didn't light another one. So. Okay. Can I ask an insensitive question? Why was your mom dying? Like number three on the list of reasons? Well, it's not, but okay. like, story wise it is, but, but at the same time, like she's been dying for years and I didn't do anything about it till this week. So she's not any worse this week than she was last week. And I did nothing then. So yeah, it's pretty much my best friend. Okay. Really? Yeah. No, I it's really, it's really just, I didn't want to inconvenience my friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for doing that. <laughs> Keep the question then. Just cut the. End. No, I have a I I have a side note on smoking for like I, for those of us have had smoke. Is a casually catching someone smoking a cigarette like does that smell very appeasing to you? It smells like absolute shit. I I, I walk past like and I was sitting in the smoking area at the airport yesterday with my vape and somebody lit a cigarette and it was disgusting and I walked out. Ugh. So I'm like, I'm curious now it might be like, yeah, I wonder if it's like you're because you just quit versus someone that's like, you know, hasn't smoked in like three years where you catch a whiff of it. And you're like, oh, because for me, like when I when I if I smell menthol cigarette, it just brings me back to like when I was like 23, 24 with meeting my wife and all that stuff. So like I have this weird sense of smell when it comes to certain cigarettes mm-hmm. so uh, may- maybe maybe that's what it is so maybe in like five years more yeah you'll, maybe you'll, you'll... my mom like my mom was a smoker for her whole life and sometimes i'll walk in her house and she'll be like you fucking stink like that is disgusting like she's that ex-smoker that hates it but then other times i'll be having one 
and I'd be having one and she'd go, oh, I'd just love one right now. And I'm, I'd, I'd sometimes, like, I don't know, in a moment there was times where it would be appealing and most of the time it was just you stink. Oh, well, guess I'll no longer stink. Dude, I can yes, back Eric. this up as a dick. Yes, yes, short kid in the front. Yes, Eric. <laughs> Go ahead. I've never, I've never even smoked one, but one time um, I was in a trailer with, like, a bunch of people, and they were all, like, country, so they all had their own, like, pack. And, like, legit, they like, 20 people smoked a pack in a trailer, so it was full of, like, cigarette smoke. And <sighs> since that day, every time I smell it, I want to smoke one so bad. I haven't yet, but, like, it caught it, yeah. it for sure. Why'd you say yeah? Don't don't smoke a cigarette. Menthols, especially because they're too good. Yeah. Little Newport light, am I right, Lou? <laughs> no, I was a marble menthol. Oh, the little light green ones though, or like the blue ones? Are you a yeah. true menthol? Oh wow. So yeah. I so that, that's I mean, that's where me and my wife we met. My wife, she started out, she smoked menthols. Yeah. Wait, so what do you it, mean it, that's where we met? <laughs> Jump me at like a you can't no, we met. We were at a cigarette and say that's where we met. Sorry. Okay. So she 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 worked at the same coffee shop we went, and so like we'd always like you know take a fifteen minute smoke break, and it was like, well, I needed to take a smoke break so I could hang out with her, and just, so then we would just smoke menthols. So that's where that yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I drink marble. Was this in Roanoke? <laughs> this was absolutely in Roanoke. This was at. Mill Mountain Coffee and Tea, the original coffee shop in Roanoke, Virginia. More like Roan Smoke. <laughs> Where was the steam train? Uh, the 611, that is uh, occasionally on the weekends, the 611 will take passengers up to Lynchburg, Virginia. Can you call the 611? It sounds cool. I don't know. He said, he was I drink menthols. <laughs> Was this was this like close to that trash that that trash can you live next to or the was it the, the trash can behind the Walmart or were, like because when you said that picture like you were Mikey C like you would just knock three times on the trash can if you love me. Now we had a stoop. We had we there was a stoop outside Mill Mountain Coffee and Tea that was like go to the stoop. It's time to smoke a cigarette. The stoop, like in Hey Arnold. The stoop. Stoop kids, afraid to leave the stoop. It's so I funny mean, it how. Is- the south and like the hood and the northeast have the same words. I'm sorry, go ahead. Just a stoop. It was like it was like I think like it was honestly it was like a door in between a two restaurants and like it went up to like an insurance company, but but like that's where you went to smoke a cigarette. The stoop. We just called them stairs. And I bombed so many cigarettes off of people like always. I was just like, hey, let me get a cigarette. Is Eric listening to a mixtape that hasn't come out yet? But I think I think this is a good time to let everybody know that we are a Blue Wire exclusive podcast. Uh, I mean, yeah, Sponsors whatever that polls. means. They they can oh yeah, I was like they can find us wherever they want. I imagine we should just do a whole two months, not do podcasts, and just like repurpose like two months of podcasts. Or repurpose the like, parenting pod. Yeah. This, <laughs> This re this repurpose everything. Just put up the Sarah Spain, put up the Pablo Torre, put up the Katie Nolan. Just like redo everything because, like, clearly, yes, they're not going. Like, yeah, they're gonna but, be like, um, T- T- Ty's not gonna be like, hey, uh, we just noticed that you guys put out the Katie Nolan podcast twice. Like, um, can you not do that, please? So, she says to listen to her podcast twice in a week. I, th- um, I think we should honestly. I think we should do that. I think we should do that. I, I think that like, well, no, your idea works until like you get to the thousand people that do listen to us. It's like, wait, we've listened to this over and over. No, they won't no. care. But not, those thousand, thousand people, those thousand people are all of us in different IPAs. No, but not IPAs, with Jimmy. addresses. IPAs. It's Jimmy. Oh my God. When I heard that Jimmy knew about, I guess, some updates on other podcasts from a couple weeks ago before I did, I was like, wow, he literally listens to this. Like, Poor Jimmy. Yeah. Anyways, I'm with you though. Like Blue Wire, let's let's repurpose stuff. Shout out Jimmy. Um from Australia. Shout out Jimmy. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. This is the guy with the personality. Six callers ahead of us, Jimmy. Yeah. You've got the personality. Pam's like warm and sharp, and I'm not warm. Well, that's not that's no surprise to literally anybody. You're not supposed to tell me that. Fuck. I don't. I think that's Think there's no way you're surprised by that. No, he um, said I'm Jimmy's not warm. The warm one. To, he said I'm okay. not warm to you people. That's well, you're said. not warm in general, though. Like if, if we incorrect. asked 
Yeah, no, okay, that's true. But if we said who's the warmest person in the relationship of Morgie and Jimmy, we're all going Jimmy. 100% of us are like, it's Jimmy. <laughs> He's the warmest person in that relationship. Not to take credit yes. away from you, but there's no way to not make Jimmy the warmest person in any relationship. I don't I don't care if he was in a relationship with Ted Lasso. Jimmy is yeah, the warmest that's, that's person. That's just like a standard that I can't live up to. And so I'm yeah. not going to try. Yeah. <laughs> So instead, I'll just stay way down here. I want to see how you're cold. So I'll continue to make him look warm. I'll lift him up by being. You know what? That's a good outlook. I'm now going to look at myself as if I'm just making others around me look warmer. Yeah. You're you're making Lorena look better because you're a jerk. No, it's not hard. Mm. Well, thank you. (laughs) Sorry. Did Jeanette Jeanette know she was not on mute when she said, hmm, as if she. I'm doing the Billy, the hmm. Oh, no, that's the stew, the hum. Oh. No, Billy has been doing it lately, right? You've heard that? Mm. Billy has been doing it lately. He does the mm-hmm. Billy's getting way more like comfortable in his sarcasm with the show, and I love it. Because I'm like, this is the guy I know you are. Like, you are absolutely an asshole as far as, like, sarcasm. And he's finally, like, being aggressively about that. And I, I think his it. appearance on Cutthroat really broke him out of that shell. I don't know what that is. Wow. Wow. That's rude. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll really come into his own next time, pal. I'm just totally kidding. You're on mute, but good job, bro. I'm yeah. the, no wonder Cutthroat did such a good job of getting you out of his shell. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't wait to make my um Cutthroat like first appearance. Wait, weren't you on it like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, the motherfucker didn't release it. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't today? Isn't that the whole NBA thing? No, that came know. out. That was a different one. That's the one that you were oh. on with when you made Wait, it. Wait, uh... I thought, so Morgan, you were on a podcast with Cutthroat that hasn't been released? Yeah, they scrapped it. It was after the two and a half hours of us potting for the 200th episode. And then we tried to do a Survivor pod. but uh... And it was a shambles. And I just talked shit. But the whole time until today, I thought they released it. And I just like didn't promote it. And I felt guilty the whole time. I don't believe today. that because every podcast no, no, you're on, you force down our throat. Exactly right. So I was like, oh, my God, I didn't do the right thing and promote this. I'm an asshole. What a fucking bitch. And he I never released it. So, the time. Yeah, it was him. Well, yeah, not, I, mean, I could have told you all that. But all right. Um, back to topics, uh, Morgan. I'm not hosting Lou. Don't raise your hand to me. I was going to back to Morgan. Back to the topics. Yeah. Topic. Anyway, I'm going to take. I'm taking. I'm taking over. So, because this kind of goes back to like the uh, Survivor, real world, all that deep, you know, whatever. challenge. So, big brother. Yeah, challenge. Yeah, big challenge. So, like, I think this was like probably like 2004. Uh, there was they were holding like MTV like real world like auditions at like a mall. <laughs> oh yeah, they used to do it like yeah. <laughs> he said at one yeah. mall as if like that's how they did it. They used to host them at all the. But malls. anyway, yeah, at the malls. But I remember going and I was like, I don't know why I'm gonna do it. like I don't know what I'm doing this. And like my friend was just like, just like go on and be like, like I should get on because like all the ladies love me. And I was like, that was like my pitch. I just remember I was like, this is so dumb. Looked at the camera, I was like this. I didn't get on. I'm glad that what you said I'm going to take Hulu. over for that. Oh, actually, show, you know what? Do you want to go on? No, I'm going to take it back because that mall that I tried out for, apparently, when I was younger. You tried out uh, for a I mall? Got, no, no. At the mall, I, I almost got kidnapped at that mall. But luckily, my aunt. Uh, I was 35. My aunt saw I was 35 years old and my aunt saw some older man pick me up and walk me out, was walking out with me. My aunt caught him. I don't remember any of this, but I just remember. Hold on. Wait a second. If you don't remember it, what if you were walking out with your uncle and a woman kidnapped you? (gasps) Oh, holy shit. Wow. You know what? That would actually make really sense because like, I don't really need my family. (laughs) That would make really sense. (laughs) make really sense because um there's always been a joke with like within my family that like like uh i'm not actually related to my family because like i'm so different from my family that's so, not yeah, a joke that- yeah you're not racist we got it so we do that to my brother too we we tell my brother he's adopted like we literally he looks asian and these two things these two jokes aren't related but we would because he doesn't look the same we'd tell him like we found him in a dumpster and like 
our parents kept them. And I don't think Asian babies are in dumpsters, so that's not racist. Unless there's a weird stereotype out there, I don't know. If they are, so can you, I, I, I'll take them. I, I think Asian babies are top one cutest babies in the world. Oh, so cute. So cute. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, also they, you know, higher percentage of... <laughs> Um, that baby's cute too. Successful, so I guess yeah, I would trade in my two kids for two Asian babies as well. Yeah, they're real smart. How's that your baby? Um, my ex-boyfriend <laughs> got um. My, Eric, what was your question? How is that your baby? Yeah. Are y'all in love? Um, I'm like kind of an uncle, not really to that baby. What do you mean that? What? So someone you know had a baby? You're, so you're, you're, you, wait, pal, have you even been asked to be like a godfather? Because this proves to me like. Are you a godfather of any child? I'd love to be. I've been like waiting to be asked to be a godfather. So no. No. God, your friends godfather. just generally don't want you to be part of their kids' lives. My friends don't have kids. <laughs> then whose <laughs> child did you just show us on Zoom? You know, sometimes you're in relationships and sometimes the people you're in relationships with have siblings and sometimes those siblings have children. You, you hold on. I you just showed us an ex girlfriend's siblings. No, 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 not ex. It's it's a it was a complicated situation, and it and it's is it still complicated? I mean, you know, no, it's it's less complicated because it's an ex. You just showed us an ex girlfriend. It's not, it's not an ex. That's what I'm saying. It's just a lot. Easier okay. to say it was yours, secret baby. Yeah, yeah, you might as well have said that was your child. It would have been less. That's all right, pal. I understand. We'll cut this I out. Have, I have whoever's a, at it. I, I don't know. I, I just volunteered I, but, to use my Zoom. That's all I know. The so first person to volunteer to use your Zoom in a while. My ex boyfriend got stolen in Bangkok. What? As a child? No, he was 34. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was a child and um, they were walking through a market and somebody like grabbed his hand and walked him away and his mum was like, and mum and dad and his younger brother were at a stall and they didn't notice that he wasn't right next to them and he turned around like my ex-boyfriend's dumb as dog shit. Like just walked off with this dude. So wait, like, how old was he and how, how is, does he know this? He was six. His mum told me. Oh, he got saved. Okay. I thought like he No, was he like, wasn't uh, raised in Bangkok. No. Yeah. I, His mum got him back because that was the only motherly thing she did. Oh, um, he, wait, he's Australian? I thought he was like from Bangkok for a second. I'm No. There's a lot of details in this. Okay. He's Australian? Yeah. Okay. He was visiting Bangkok. They tried to kidnap him. His parents saved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Thank goodness. Otherwise. Otherwise, you wouldn't have an ex-boyfriend. That's right. Thank God. And then I wouldn't and then I wouldn't have a nephew who's still my nephew, even though he's my ex-boyfriend. Oh, so so she was defending you, pal. So yeah, I was you, defending Morgan. pal. So thank you, Morgan. Thank yeah. you. Morgan. Yeah. My my ex-boyfriend's brother had a baby. And the, the, this is a very, very complicated situation because we kind of raised him for three years, but he will always be my nephew. I didn't break up with him. I broke up with his uncle. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. So I'm coming over here attacking me, trauma victim. Oh, uh, I just say I, I I feel like this week the show was really good. Like it, there was like some really good. Like it, there was like the some old school, just old school feel where it was like uh, I think it was it was Wednesday, where it was like really, I felt like like oh like the the show like like forgot that they were on Metal Arc Media. They forgot that they were on ESPN and like they was like back in their home <laughs> studio just doing their show like it just felt very natural and it was, it was like i right. was like oh yeah it was, it was i mean it was except for smitty behind the mask or something you can't understand the song sorry that was my jessica smetana behind a mask <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed mike the limited fakes by mike ryan he's always so good at that and yeah. obviously all his time of not doing one he had to find his voice, his literal voice, in order to get off the share Michael McDonald, Charles Barkley mashup. And it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I laughed. I was yes. singing. Uh, I added share to my Spotify. Uh, if you didn't sing when, that song all day, you, you're, you're a fraud. <laughs> yeah. When, yes, you're right. If you didn't start singing along, and when he said, I found, I think I found share, because we all yeah. heard it with him. It's like we, we heard him find share. And he's like, yeah. I think I found Cher. And we, I was excited with him. Like, oh, yeah, I think you did, too. Yeah. And he crushed it. And I know pal wants a spotlight, but stay on mute because don't do that. My, but my Ryan, 
Oh, wait, hold on. Morgan, limited fake Mike Ryan doing limited fake share. Go. You can push me inside and I can't break through. There's no talking to you. <laughs> Eric's turn. I want everybody to go except for Pal because Pal wants so bad to have this moment. Eric, your turn. And I will always love you. That's not share. That's, um... <laughs> That's absolutely. Uh, why don't you do Wind Beneath My Wings next? And let's just keep ruining this. Uh, hold on, Lou. You're no, I'm, to go. I'm, no, are you yeah, talking about it? Reminds Mockaby's dead mom. I've, I've, I, like in the last like two weeks, I have like connected with Mike Ryan on everything that he said about shirts not fitting and just being an, like growing as an adult. Like, because absolutely, like my whole life, I've been a medium. And all of a sudden, in the last like four years, I'm I'm a large shirt now. Like everything that he says, it's it's so weird. Like I'm like, oh my god. Like okay, my, I, like I, I I think they're changing shirt sizes. And I say this because my whole life I've been a small, and now I'm a medium. And don't get me wrong, I'm getting a little bit of weight, but I shouldn't be a medium. I, I shouldn't be a medium? large. I shouldn't be a large. I mean, I'm five six, Flem. I shouldn't be a large. I'm five six. Did you wait? You're are you, you five six, bro? What y'all I the wear a mistake. I am a normal height. I'm tired of this. I, I understand that. No, I I no for me. Oh, well, I, I you? mean you're the same. We're the same okay. height. Like I wear like I need to wear a large t-shirt. It's because mm. like my like what Mike Ryan says, my bones shifted when I turned like 35, and now I have to wear a yeah. large t-shirt. I don't I don't have to ask Jeanette. Our bones <laughs> shifted. Uh your boot. No, he wait. wants to see no. my really nice femur, baby. <laughs> my femurs are look, not my femurs are not large as I can promise you they are smalls. I was yeah. I was a I was a small from like you know when I was 15 till I was 30. Then all of a sudden when I yes. turned 30, I was wearing a medium. Then all of a sudden it's I hit 35. Now I'm wearing a large. I, I'm wearing a large. Okay. So it's I'm not, not just I'm me. not a it, large. <laughs> so are you mark are you marking the development of the FUPA? Oh, I'm at the rock hard spot. Uh, right, it's not. It, it hasn't dropped yet. I'm but sorry, you, know you were like, aware. It's it's the the it it's still hard, but in <laughs> ten years it, it's going. If I don't take care of it, it's going to fall. So that's why I've I, I've started working out. I'm I'm working right, out I'm, three I'm times a week. You. You, do, you want to add you to the fitness chat? We'll add you. No, because I'm gonna <laughs> just show up one day and you're gonna be like, Lou, what's up? I feel like Chris doing an interview. That was rude. Sorry, um, Chris. Also, did you notice that Lou drank all, two bottles on one? I, I was hoping we we're all listening to him type back to the chat without realizing it was his turn to talk. He was just typing back to us. <laughs> hey Lou, uh the reason oh wait, you're my brother with with the semicolon. <laughs> Not an apostrophe. <laughs> He told us earlier he's not good with apostrophes, so he's just doubling down. There's the evidence. He's also not good with yeah. ofs. <laughs> that semicolon is like faking the funk. It's like it's it, it it's it. Hold on, I got this. It's an apostrophe. An apostrophe. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Morgan, for teaching me English. It's okay. Someone's got to. Uh, yes, Lou. You've got your hand up. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah. Um. I, I would just like to take this time to say, <laughs> Steve, I hate you. Wow. Like, Steve, I hate you. Steve, Steve, I Steve, 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 I hate you. Yeah. Look it up. Go, go look up the significance of finding a blue jay feather. Mm-hmm.